Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Off The Cut. Off the what? Oh my god, I hope I didn't start a racial slur like last episode already. <laughs> Did you go back and re-listen to it? No. Okay. <laughs> it didn't go. Okay. Um, uh, welcome to Off the Cut episode 27. We're up in Tay. Oh my gosh. I'm not even it's drinking. Okay. It's okay. We're up in Canada. Today is known as Monday. Monday, changing it up. August 15th. But here in the States, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day lemon meringue pie i like lemon meringue pie i could have sworn that we've had something very similar to this in the past yeah i that was my first thought but then i said that once before and i was wrong so i was like don't look like an idiot yeah. in front of the, the viewers act don't say anything this yeah. time maybe it was key lime pie it was it was key lime pie which is kind of the same Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's a citrus custardy like gelatin, gelatin whipped creamy kind of concoction. Yeah. yeah. Which if you had to choose between the two, which would it be? Oh god, I don't know. I I don't I think I don't think I've ever had either of them a sufficient amount of times to mm-hmm. really discern the two. Mm-hmm. You know, key lime pie to me, and maybe it's just because it has the word key in it, but I associate that with Florida. And I'm not sure if it's because I like went on a vacation as a kid to Florida and I had a lot of key lime pie well, during that trip. If memory serves me correctly, key mm-hmm. limes are those little itty bitty limes are like the size of a uh, golf ball. And I believe that they're grown in the Florida Keys. Okay, okay. Or I just made up a dad fact that everybody believes and has no bearing of truth whatsoever. <laughs> let's let's not even look it up. Let's just let that one be out there in the yeah, ether. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe like thirty years from now, you're gonna hear somebody be like, "They grow these key lime, or yeah, these key limes in southern Florida." Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they make the pie with. And it's just completely wrong. You'd be like, "I started that." That's 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 a good hashtag. Hashtag dad facts. Dad facts, yeah, I like that. Like growing <laughs> up, did you ever like be like be in the car or whatever, like your dad or grandpa or something, and you just ask like these dumb questions, like, "Hey, why is the sky blue?" And like mm-hmm. whoever you're asking is thinking in the head, like, "Oh my god, I have no idea." And they're like, "Yeah, ah, uh, well," and then they just go on this whole tangent. And you're like, "I never knew that." <laughs> yeah definitely I, and I was definitely that annoying kid who was asking a million questions about everything every simple little thing well yeah because you just wanted to know how things worked yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so I want to know how one of the, something works something that's been driving okay. me nuts recently okay and oh ooh, that was a beautiful sound pineapple bubble pineapple uh, I got what do I got tonight? This is everybody's favorite section of the show. What are we drinking? And this is mm-hmm. blackberry bubbly. So last week you had like blackberry and something else, right? Uh, blueberry pomegranate. Blueberry pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I haven't had yeah. that blackberry before. Blackberry is good. Oh, I yeah. enjoy the blackberry it's, quite it's a bit. It's delicious. But within the past couple of weeks... I've been absolutely swamped with this, and I genuinely can't figure out if there's anything you can do about it. And what I'm talking about is just like those nonsensical spam emails. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the like, hey, you've won $40 million or like Mm -hmm. McAfee virus thing. And I'll literally like go delete the junk email and then... Like three hours later, I'll have like 60 of them all that say like McAfee support. I'm like, what in the F is going on, man? This is driving me nuts because I'm an inbox zero kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's your first mistake right there. I gave up on that battle a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But uh, so are these getting past your spam filter? 
Like, yeah. you use Gmail. You use Gmail. Well, right? yeah, I'm not an animal. Yeah, so I find that, like, lately I've had a couple spam emails kind of trickle through my spam filter. I would say over the last, like, three months, it's been worse than it's ever been in my, like, entire Gmail life. Okay, but okay. it's still not bad. But it's still, like, only, like, maybe one a week. It's um. really... Really not not too bad. I guess so. I'm surprised you're getting like 50. Yeah, but they're not going to my main inbox. They're going to like that like spam junk mail inbox or whatever. But I thought that Google anything that they could discern is 100% spam. It doesn't even show up, right? It just is kicked That's out. Good. That's a good question. I'm not sure to be honest. Hmm. Um. I kind of gave up on my spam box on like my personal email, but on my business, like I have like a Zach builds email. Yeah. I will check that one. Cause I do find occasionally brands will message me mm-hmm. and it'll go to my spam box. Yeah. I find that. So too. there's been a couple times there where I've like, I've made, I've actually made myself a couple thousand bucks by going into my spam box and yeah. like checking to make sure. Um, so yeah, it's uh that's interesting. But on my main primary email account, it's just a wasteland and I never go in there. Ugh. It drives me nuts because like it shows up. I use like the email client. So like you're probably familiar with like Outlook or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, I use one for the Mac called Mail. So it puts like Mm -hmm. all of your different email addresses in like one portal and you can just go through it. But like did that junk or spam folder just it'll be like 31 with a little bubble next to it. I'm like, I got to clear this out. It's driving me nuts. I like that you're so committed to inbox zero that you also do it for your spam inbox. I have to. <laughs> I have to. I'm like, going to go. Oh. Uh, oh, this is going to be a great podcast, but I'm just going to look up on my main inbox how many unread spam messages I have. I don't oh. even know if it'll say. So right off the bat, it says 99 plus. Oh, dude, that gives uh, me anxiety. I mean, okay, there's some good ones in here. A lot of national casino lucky day some uh this one's just no subject those are oh, perfect it's kind of like a, yeah there uh, it, it won't actually give me a count but there's a lot in yeah here. <laughs> but, like, but i think it's again, one of those things you have to you have to commit to it like for tiktok yeah. for example i've committed to not giving a damn about tips yeah. tiktok when i log on the thing it just says like 99 on whatever yeah. button that is. I don't even know what the button does if I hit 99. Because yeah. I don't care. And that doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that that doesn't bother you. Like, actual real people commenting on your videos. You're like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. But let me let me get this McAfee spam email out of my inbox. But then, yeah, I know that it's very <laughs> ironic. But then what I'm interested in is the button at the bottom that says, like, unsubscribe. I have oh, a feeling that that will just F your computer just as bad as clicking on any other link, right? I would never trust that unsubscribe on a spam email. That only works for like legit newsletters and stuff. Yeah, like when Old Navy or like Target exactly. sends you 35 emails a day. Yeah, I think that was the thing they added because legally I think they have to do that in some jurisdiction. It might be Europe or something like that. They have to have that unsubscribe button because it never used to exist back in the day. Once you were on an email list, that was it. You were just screwed. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I had to make this email, the one that we do the Google Meet thingy on. Yeah. I had to make my own custom email domain for me to send out automated emails. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and because you go ahead, like you couldn't do it from like a regular Gmail account. You can, but there is like a substantially higher chance of it getting to junk or spam. Ah, uh, I see. Because it, yeah, they're like if the spam is originating from one of our accounts, then we're like one step ahead of it, right? Yeah, exactly. They can see that you're sending it out to a hundred or thousand people at a time exactly exactly gotcha gotcha but so i had to do that and with that have you noticed that every single email well well, here's another way to easily tell if email spam if you go to the bottom one they legally have to have the unsubscribe button and two Mm -hmm. they legally have to have an address oh well at least in the states they do i'm gonna i'm gonna check that. i don't know about in canada so like here's the thing I live in an apartment. I don't have like a P.O. box. 
nor do mm-hmm. I want to pay for a, a P.O. box. Oh, you don't want to give away your home address? No. Yeah. yeah so the, ad- the address at the bottom of my emails is fake. Oh, good. Interesting. <laughs> you should have just given like one of your neighbor's places. That I way, know. like, if, well, I was going to say that way, if somebody sends you like a letter bomb or something like that, you could conceivably still get it. But I guess you wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Well, I'm not even getting into the details because I'm not trying to have any effing yeah. weirdos get after me. But yeah, yeah the address at the bottom of my emails is fake. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you were to show your car in a story on Instagram or a YouTube video, would you blur the license plate? So the answer is yes. However, okay. however, uh, I don't remember who it was. I I think it was like a cooking creator that I that I watch. Because again, you and I talk that a lot of the stuff we yeah. talk about or watch isn't woodworking. Yeah. Um, and they like had posted a story or something about it, and they were like, "Hey, I'm I'm genuinely asking if there are any lawyers or people who wo- work in like FBI, police, or whatever. Hypothetically, if someone watching my videos were to see my license plate, is there anything that anyone would be able to do?" Mm-hmm. And the answer that they basically crowdsourced was, "Unless somebody has access to like." a police database where they can, you know, quote unquote, run your license plate. No one would ever be able to find out it was you. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's pretty realistic. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Like if you have a custom license plate uh, that says Zach builds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, people are going to look at that and be like, oh yeah, that's Zach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which actually kind of that's not a bad idea. I think that would fit within the license plate format. Maybe I'll do that. What's what's the limit in uh, Ontario? Is it eight characters, seven characters? I think it might be nine characters. Nine. Yeah, because we have we normally have eight characters. No, we normally have seven characters. And you have the little crown thingy in the middle. Crown thingy in the middle, which I believe is optional, because I've definitely seen vanity plates that didn't have that. So. And I'm pretty sure commercial plates can have up to eight characters. Okay. It's either eight or nine. It's either eight Z A C B U I L D S. That's nine. So potentially, maybe. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could always drop the U too. I feel like people would get it without the U. Oh, that's that true. Builds. <laughs> or they would just think that you had, you know, a real difficult time spelling. Which I do. So yeah. it wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. You know what does drive me nuts, though, is when what? you're going down, you know, you're going down the freeway or whatever, and you're bored looking at license plates and mm-hmm. someone has a vanity license plate. And for the life of you, you can't even fathom what it's trying to say. It, yeah, that's so true. Because immediately you see a vanity plate. You're like, what's this guy? What's what are you trying to say here? Like you're trying to decipher in your head, right? Because it's always... Nobody can ever make anything that easily fits into eight characters. They're dropping the vowels. They're replacing, yeah. you know, they're replacing letters with numbers that kind of sound similar. Yeah. It's you tough. know which ones I do like, though, is the one where the guy will go and do like one, 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 or like seven ones or six ones yes. or L's or something like that. M's then it just and M's. The... Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it just screws with the police when they're trying to give them a ticket or something like that. I do like those people. But do you think that if you're that guy that has like MVMW, MVN, and W, something like that, like you get pulled over, the police officer is going to be like, this guy's an absolute jerk. I'm 100% (laughs) giving this guy a ticket. They go go extra hard on you. Right? right? I think the only way it would protect you is like against like the automated cameras or something like that where they take a photo of the license plate and then there's like a really bored person in an office and they're like they're trying to from a little pixelated photo they're trying to decipher your license plate and they're like ah screw it I'll just move on to the next one yeah yeah, just toss that one in the garbage (laughs) bin well why like they spent so much money putting on those automated cameras and like red light cameras we had them in the states a ton like 15 yeah years ago and like most places they're not there anymore for us yeah toronto went on a big blitz i guess around the start of covid and they threw a bunch of the speed cameras up 
and uh one they started getting vandalized like crazy which that's awesome i always appreciate i always appreciate the people who go out there with like a bucket of paint and like yeah. dump it on it <laughs> and uh but the other thing is like the red light cameras they started finding out that they were causing more accidents than they prevented because all of a sudden people are slamming their brakes because they're afraid to get a ticket and then somebody behind them is rear-ending yeah um so they're not really they don't actually make anybody safer they just you know generate more money for the city which yeah but here's uh, the thing those cameras those cameras are taking photos with the quality of like like a potato like i know (laughs) how do they even see your license plate I don't know. It's a great question. And they have like the big like flash strobe light that goes off in the middle of the night. Have you ever seen that? Like a red light camera catching somebody at night and there's like this big bright flash. It's like a bolt of light. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it must work if they're doing it. But I, I find it so hard to believe that the potato quality cameras yeah. are actually capturing anything at night, let alone during the day. Ooh, here's a good business idea. We start. Okay. A uh, a camera company call it Potato mm-hmm. Cameras because it's <laughs> yeah. irony. You would think yes. that they're going to be garbage cameras, but they're actually mm-hmm. going to be like the most HD thing you could find. Okay. Like okay. Thirty two K. I mean, <laughs> there are good camera sensors out there. Uh, I don't understand why like they just don't buy like an off the shelf like Canon camera or Sony camera and just stick it in the box. Government contracts is why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they have somebody who's selling them a webcam from 1995 <laughs> for forty thousand dollars. Exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, but uh, that's yeah. That, no, that stuff drives me nuts. I actually got the only time I ever got dinged by a red light cam mm-hmm. was like. T- 2005 it was my grandpa's funeral and so we were in like the like the funeral procession thing you know where they like you all drive in a line or whatever no really yeah (laughs) and i got dinged and but here's the thing they like they like sent it to me in the mail like six months later so like it was they were like i'm making this day up october 12th and i'm like I wasn't up in that area then. And I genuinely yeah. had to like go back and like think when I was there. And then I just replied back to them with a with I was in a funeral procession. And I yeah. got a reply back that were like, okay, you're good. Oh, okay. Like, well at least that's good. At least so but they could have seen that from the picture, right? You like, had the little flag thing. You got the flag and it's like a bunch of cars going through the intersection. I was the last car. Right. But still. Like, it was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they used to have, like, police, like, escorting the funeral processions? I seem to remember that from being a kid. They would have, like, a cop at the front and back or something. Or maybe that's only when police die. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how this all works. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not a frequent funeral goer. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... not a big pastime of mine. (laughs) And may it never be. No. But you know who is a good or who really enjoys going to funerals? <laughs> is that a ter- that's mean, a terrible segue, right? Yeah, I think so, but All right, well we'll just go gonna, with it. I already throw dug a the patron hole. under the bus. Yeah, our new one our new patron, Devin dug Perkins. The grave. <laughs> Devin Perkins. Devin uh, Perkins, that's a good name, too. I like all our patrons' names. Maybe it's just because they're becoming patrons and I have, like, you know, an affinity or a thankfulness for them. But every time you say one of those names, I'm like, ooh, that's a good, strong name. Yeah, that's a good, strong Like, a good sports name. Like, Devin yeah. Perkins looks, sounds like someone who's a, just a mean pickleball player. <laughs> like, I was going to say, like, a mean quarterback. But, okay, let's go with pickleball player. Yeah, well, you know, I- Pickleball. That's it's been all the rage recently with the kids. What is pickleball? It's I've that heard of like it before, awkward, but I've like it. miniature, like tennis thing. I don't know. Oh, that you okay, play with, like a okay. plastic stick and it's really loud or something. It's probably one okay, of those nonsensical okay. games that they. I don't know about you, but <laughs> when I was growing up, when you had like gym class, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you never oh, once yeah. played basketball, football, no. 
baseball. No. They would make up the most asinine games in the world. And yeah. those were the games that you're going to play. It was like the Walmart version of sports. Not you know even. I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't even. I th- we rarely even played any like real organized sports. We do like the the parachute thing, which I actually really enjoy. You know where you get the big parachute, oh, and then you do like, I. You lift it up and you sit on the edge of it, and then it slowly deflates with everybody in it. Oh, if great. you didn't grow up in the '90s, you don't know what that is, though. Yeah, do kids still do that? I hope Probably so. not. Eh. I, I bet so. one kid once suffocated inside underneath a parachute and they're like, we can't do this anymore. Oh my God. That's it. Nylon. Wait, I typed a nylon parachute and it came up nylon parachute pants. Where would you even get one of those big multicolored parachutes? Because it wasn't a real parachute, was it? No. I mean, it was like, like again, going back to government contracts, there's probably somebody who sent uh, sold those to all the school boards in the 90s. Oh, wait, I can find it on Amazon. Oh, really? No way. It says a 16-foot one is Uh only $47. 16-foot diameter? Yeah. Yes, it must be. What other measure? Or radius? 16-foot. How many, many, like, 8th grade or 7th grade kids can get under that? 16 children. Okay. But, dude, I feel like we had, like, a good, like, and again, this is my old brain thinking. I felt we like we had like 30 some kids in like a gym class. That's my memory of it, too. We had 30 kids plus the teacher was also in there. Yeah. What was the point of that? I don't know. It was cool. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, gym class for me growing up was basically just like, I'm sure the teachers just like they needed a break. And like the teachers just were like, hey, we're all going to go out for a smoke break and get high yeah, behind so the school. Yeah. Take the kids yeah, for yeah. take the kids for forty minutes and make them play with a parachute. I'm sure they were like these kids are pissing me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got too much energy. Let's go run them around the gym for a couple hours. But then they smell. I don't even think. Huh? Then oh they, yeah, they smell. But whatever. They always the kids smell no matter what you do, right? That's true. That's true. I don't remember. I hated having baths as a kid. It was like a one bath a week. Yeah, I don't I don't really recall enjoying baths all that much. However, mm-hmm. I did remember I do recall like playing with toys in the bathtub was always oh, my yeah. jam. That's a good time. You know, you get a nice little boat, rubber ducky. Oh, yeah. I used to love uh draining the tub and then watching the you know, the little model boat go around and around. I know what I'm doing times. tonight. <laughs> my favorite Ooh. thing was the little guy that hooked on the faucet like the little duck so when the water came out the little duck feet would flap up and oh, down yeah never had that oh you go never buy yourself that. one now i'll send yeah. one to you well i was gonna say are you a shower or a uh bath guy well uh, no i'm an adult so i take showers now <laughs> okay <laughs> i have a couple friends who are st- who are still into the bath scene see here's my thing about baths like you're like me. You and I cannot fit in a regular regulation <laughs> bath. Yeah, it's true. You need a specialty tub. Otherwise, my knees are like up in my face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, then you got like these bath bomb things, which I'll be the first person to admit. Like fruity, frilly, girly, you know, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, like beauty like products. Beauty products, okay, yeah, Dude, sure. I'm game for that stuff, like good smelling mm-hmm. lotion, hand oh, yeah. soap. Sign me up. All you in. know what I do every, every once in a while? What's that? I treat myself to Sophie's conditioner. Oh baby, <laughs> that's nice. Not that two in one stuff, huh? No, no. I like normally I use the cheap drugstore brand, but every once in a while when I'm feeling like I want to treat myself, I go for her high end stuff. And then you're like, man, what have I been doing? My my whole life is a lie. <laughs> My hair is so silky smooth right now. Yeah, but then if you use too much, you'd be like, where's my shampoo going? Where's my conditioner? Exactly. That's why it's an occasional thing. It's just a trick. Yeah. It's I got to fly under the radar. Well, like the other, I mean, maybe a month ago, Miranda's like, hey, I got a bunch of stuff. Like when you're out, can, do you mind grabbing me this stuff from the makeup store? And now I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, God. That's a scary request. Yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, if you send me a photo of the exact thing that you want and tell me what it's called, I'll go get it. Dude, yeah. this bottle of shampoo that was like the size of a can 
like a like mm-hmm. a like a water can was twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've Sophie's got some that are like eighty bucks for like a bottle that's like this size. Dude, maybe maybe this is even generous. I don't spend eighty dollars in shampoo in a year. My my shampoo costs like five dollars or six dollars or something. And even then, I feel like it's highway robbery. (laughs) Yeah, like, do I really need this? I don't know. (sighs) It's a nightmare. But anyway, Uh, uh, you know who really enjoys high end cosmetics as well? Who's that? Our top tier patrons. Our top tier patrons. They forgot. They thought I forgot them, and I did. (laughs) We just got wrapped up talking about stuff, and I did forget them. But then I looked back at my notes. We got Wes Willard. Corey uh-huh. Duvall and Scott uh-huh. Eastman. Reverse order again today. Oh, yeah. like well, it. you know, you got to keep them on their feet. And Corey's <laughs> actually got a question. He's got a good question for us, but oh. I think we're going to save that okay. one for the after show. Oh, um, that good. Eh? It's like oh, it's, it's a, a spicy one. question. It's a good one. Okay. Um, oh, we ha- I had one question come in. And okay. it's uh, from Joseph Santos. Okay. And he wants to know, well, it's, I guess it comes directly at me, but we're going we're gonna to spin this question off a little bit. I think I know where uh-huh. this question's coming from. He said, in episodes 25 and 26 of the podcast, okay. was that... Rack my brain, trying to remember those. <laughs> when was it? Was that last before. week? I think so. It was ages ago. Okay, yeah. It's gone from my it's memory. Eternity. You and Zach both talked about owning multi-tools. Huh? Mm-hmm. Question mark? Zach sounds like he likes his DeWalt. So I think where this is going is... He sent me a message in like early July asking yeah. something about multi-tools. And I was like, yeah, sorry, man, I don't have one. Uh, and then I got those uh, that boatload of stuff from DeWalt the mm-hmm. like a week or so ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So now that I do have one. Um, and so I think the question is like maybe probably clearing that up, right? He was like, what the hell? You said told me you didn't have one, but now you oh, do. Oh, I see. Um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then like. Maybe suggestions when looking at a multi-tool. Because like he was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm in the market. What what kind of should I what things should I look for? Maybe like what for people who don't know, what yeah. do, would you use a multi-tool for? Uh okay. Do you want to what do you want to do first? You want to do what to look for or do you want to use do uses? I don't care. <laughs> okay, well let's do I'll do a couple quick uses. Uh I mean definitely plunge cuts anytime you need to like cut straight into something yeah. or I don't know, you know, like cutting holes in drywall. I think we gave that example last yeah. week. Cutting light switches in a drywall wall. It's great for that. I also use mine a lot for okay, so say you're installing hardwood floor mm-hmm. and you don't want to cut your hardwood floor like around the the door jam mm-hmm. because that's really annoying to do. That's a really complicated cut. And so you'll never get it perfect. So what I do is I'll take a piece of the hardwood floor. I will then take the multi-tool blade, rest it on top of the hardwood floor. Mm-hmm. And then I will undercut the door jam such that I can slide the, a full piece of hardwood underneath it. That oh. way you get a perfectly seamless hardwood floor going underneath your door jam. And I'll do that with all sorts of trim and, even tile floor, whatever. Okay. Basically, uh, a lot of the time, I will undercut the trim and then just slide the floor under that, which gives it room to expand and contract with the seasons. And also, it just makes your installation a lot easier. Hmm. Okay. That's a good tip. Yeah. So, yeah. I always tell people that it like a... And so, when we mean multi-tool, we mean oscillating Oscill- multi-tool. Yeah. Not those yeah. stupid, like, Swiss Army knives that yeah, seem yeah, yeah. really badass, but are most of the time useless. I you know what I I like to think that the more things a single tool does, the worse it does all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you see a tool that's like does 12 things, it's assume it's going to do none of those well and it's probably not worth your time. Like the miter saw table saw combo. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It seems like a like an absolute nightmare. But yeah, I always does. tell people that the multi-tool is like your best friend for awkwardness. Like, uh, yeah, because you can make all sorts of cuts with that that you could never make otherwise. And the ergonomics of it are such that you can get it into some crazy spaces. Yeah. I almost think of it, think of it as like a chisel almost that you Mm. can just hold because you're like, oh, I can, you know, hold and maneuver a chisel any which way I want, but that you just kind of hold and it just buzzes and saws away at stuff. Like, 
Yeah. You know, I use it all the time for like, you know, you're under the sink and you got to cut a little ABS drain pipe. Oh, yeah. Great for that. Just zip right through it. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other uses for it. Oh, oh, you can throw sanding pads on them. You can use it like a little sander, although I wouldn't recommend that for any large area. It can be handy, especially, you know, if you need one of those triangular tips to get into like a corner or something like that. Be honest. That. Have you ever done that? once maybe <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah i don't think so you have that option but i don't think i've ever done it no but i also have like better sanders that i would reach for before that but you know if it's in a pinch or something like that um oh uh you could just use it for cutting random stuff too like i had to cut some uh aluminum track for some lights that i was making and I just used it like almost like a like a miter saw or whatever to just do a cross cut on it. Yeah. I mean, because you mean, can get the blades that like will cut anything. You can cut through a damn yeah. nail with those things. Yeah, exactly. So why not? I mean, if it's for a small little cut like that. So for my knowledge, I Googled like the types of multi-tool blades that you can yes. get. And I came across oh. an article called the five best blades you must own for your multi-tool. Okay. And tell me if you've ever heard of this. This okay. one is called the electrical box cutout blade. It is literally that what like two inch by three inch square. Really? And you just you plunge it like straight in. I wonder if no, I can I gotta, send you this. I gotta link. see this. Can I send you a message in this chat thing? Uh, oh, I think I got it. Uh, send. Okay, I think it comes through on the Google chat thing now. Okay. Uh, I don't want to do that, though, because it might live stream oh, for everybody. Oh, well, whatever. I found it. I found okay. it. Okay. Is it is it Amazon and it looks like this? Yeah. How wild that is, was that? That's crazy. So do you, I wonder if I, that actually works. Oh, man. If it wasn't 50 bucks, I would buy one just for just for S's and giggles. See that? I censored myself. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to swear. We're going to try to get through the whole episode without having the market explicit. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, that's wild. All right, what else is on that list? Okay. Now that's got the me next kind of one is an angled blade. So it's your typical like flat uh, oscillating multi-tool blade. However, it takes like a sharp ninety degree oh. turn. That kind of seems that, a, I guess? unnecessary. Why don't you just pivot your blade? Yeah, why wouldn't you just pivot your blade? Interesting. I mean, I guess they're, they're, you know what? There's some weird scenario where you might need that, but it seems a little excessive to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. What about a okay. mini? So, you know, the scroll saw, it's like that band saw, but has the blade that's yeah. like a piece of dental floss. Yep, There's yep. one of those attachments for a multi-tool. What? Yeah. Scroll saw multi-tool? It's called the mini scroll saw. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Dead, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here it is. It's kind of like um. Oh, what do they call those tools? A fret saw. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine I'd ever use that. If we cut more dovetails, maybe we would use them. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Here, here, Dremel's got kind of an interesting photo of how you use that. Let me hide my face. There you go. That's that looks eh. stupid. I'm never gonna do that. There's zero accuracy with that though. Oh, zero. Zero. Yeah, Good luck useless. getting like a flat cut with something like that. Um, okay, so let's talk about what you would look for in a multi-tool if you were in the market for a new one. Okay. Well, first off, I actually was in the market because I had that rigid one. Obviously, yep. with we don't need to rehash that, got rid of all my rigid tools. Um, mm-hmm. that multi-tool was trash. Okay. It, Why was it trash? Okay. So regardless of it being a rigid tool, if it was mm-hmm. a fest tool, if it was whatever brand, I would have told you it was trash. First off, the, uh, like the vibration of it was so bad. There was no dampening. So if you had it on yeah. your hand for more than like 20 seconds, your hand started to burn. Did you ever, have you ever used one of those vibrating tools that's so bad at the end of the day, like your fingertips are numb? Yes, that's how this was. Yeah. It was awful. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also, the, the, the feature that I, it, I don't know why this is so difficult. Every single brand seems to have a different way that the blades attach. 
And if you just look at like, if you look at the multi-tool online, you are never going to be able to discern it unless you Correct. physically get your hands on the tool. Yeah, yeah. So that's the probably the, the worst part about shopping for a multi-tool is that there's all of these things that can make or break a multi-tool yeah. that you'll never really know until you get it out of the box and start using yes. it, which really sucks. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I guess YouTube is probably your friend in this regard. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you need to find a good channel that's done, like, a bunch of, like, objective testing. Because I would say, like, the vibration and the dampening are... And, and noise, too. I used to have a... Ooh, who made my old... Yeah, like a Bosch or something? I have a Bosch right now that's pretty good, actually. Oh, man, I had another brand. I think maybe it was a Dremel. I think it was okay. a Dremel. Okay. And it was, as, which is also owned by Bosch, by the way. Um, it was super, super loud. It was horrible. It was like ear splitting. Yeah. Um, so the Bosch was definitely a step up from that. I've heard the DeWalt that you have is oh, actually even quieter. I love mine. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've got whatever, I think it's their, I would assume if they send it to me, it's probably their newest offering, right? Yeah, probably. It's the one where like right by the head, it literally just has like a trigger grip. So you just squeeze yeah. like the little trigger on the head, pop a blade in and out instantly. It's Okay, so now let me ask you this. Does it have a variable speed trigger? Because that's an item. Mm, I'm fairly positive. Does it have just like an on-off switch or does it have like a, it's a trigger, trigger with some motion? I feel like if it has trigger with like a good like swing to it, then it's probably variable speed. Yeah. In all fairness, I've only just kind of dicked around with it. And then okay. I had to do a, like a promo for uh, Pony Jorgensen for their new multi-tool thing. And that's about all I've used it for. But mm -hmm. uh, so, I, yeah, it's not like I have hours and hours and hours of use with it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think those are two big things I watched about. You touched on this before, but like the type of blade it uses, mm -hmm. um, the Bosch one, the fine one, and I think maybe the Milwaukee one, though, don't quote me on that, all use a proprietary blade system. Whereas, yeah, uh, they're like I Starlock or some weird something. Exactly. And whereas the DeWalt and I think probably the Rigid, they just use like a generic yeah. head that's like compatible across a lot of different brands. Yes. Um, yeah. So that would I would definitely go for the generic one. Don't go for the one because then you're basically locked into only buying Bosch blades and they're going to be twice as much or whatever. Yeah. And like, oh, here's the honest to God's truth. Mm -hmm. Go to Home Depot Lowe's. Go buy yourself like six multi tools, take yeah, them home, the open them up, yeah, and then like they will take it back. Yeah, the, the, I don't think the big box stores get enough credit for how good they are about taking things back. Yeah, because you can you can use something for a week, take it back. Like, I didn't like it. They're like, okay, no problem. We'll just throw it back on the shelf as an open box. Yeah. Like give you your full refund. It's it's kind of nice. At least the way I, they I, do it here, they like scan your ID. So if you're like habitually doing it, then they're gonna be like, mm, dude, come on, come on. Yeah, I actually thought about that when I first started my YouTube channel. I was like, maybe I'll do tool reviews. Yeah. I thought that would be like a big cornerstone of my channel. I was like, ah, but I go broke buying tools to review them all the time. I was like, I could just go and buy them, use them for the YouTube video and then return them. But uh, as you know, from my channel, I never actually ended up doing that. <laughs> I've gotten. Oh, wait, hold on. I got a, we got a comment on the live stream. Wes Willard uh -oh. said that the oscillating multi-tool electric box blade is works great. OK. All right. Thank you, Wes. Uh, I would like to try that out next time I'm installing some switches. Uh, what were you saying? Multi-tools. Yeah, just go buy yourself a bunch of multi-tools. And then I guess you're also limited to whatever battery platform you're on, which is yeah. a whole other yeah, situation. And I would go cordless oh, over for corded sure. every single day of the week. Because that's a tool where, again, it's like you're in weird situations. You don't want to be yanking an extension cord with you. Ooh, I want to. I want to play a game. We're going to call it Corded or cordless? I'm going to name some okay. tools. Uh, okay. Sander. Mm, probably corded. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Because you're going to be doing it for a while. You want to, if yeah. you're going to have dust extraction on it, you might as well have a power cord on it. 
Um, yeah. Multi-tool, we both said cordless. For sure. Recip saw. Oh, this one I could go either way. Okay. So I got, I have the DeWalt's one-handed recip saw. Oh, the atomic it's like thing their, or whatever. The atomic one. I think one. I got that too. Surprisingly good, man. Mm-hmm. I use that thing a lot. Um, I And I also have a corded recip saw that I use. So I would say if you're going to be doing like demolition, like, you know, like say you're like cutting the roof off of a building. I would go corded all day. Yeah. But if you're just snipping some studs, like say you're taking out like one wall cordless. and you just want to snip some studs cordless. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that one really depends on how big the job is. But I will reach for the the cordless one like 90 percent of the time. Yeah. Fine. I used uh, whatever, like the absolute bottom of the barrel, cheapest recip saw cordless that Ryobi has at my buddy's mom's house the other weekend because she wanted us to like cut a bunch of trees down. And of course she has no tools. So I was like, well, I guess we're going to go get a recip saw. And Mm -hmm. I was already out. I was already over there and, and she had like a Ryobi drill and driver. So I was like, okay, well, I might as well just buy the Ryobi one. Mm -hmm. Dude, it worked great. Okay. All right. Take down trees and tree limbs and stuff. Yeah. And then you got the cordless one, I'm assuming. Yeah, I got the cordless one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Interesting, interesting. I want to get the DeWalt one. DeWalt makes a a 20-volt one, but then they also make a 20-volt slash 60-volt one. Oh, the flex Which I assume, yeah, which I assume is much more powerful. So I want to get that one. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I haven't got around to it. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to destroy the recip saws on job sites. Like they get used and abused. So oh, they get kicked um, around like a, like a new child. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I keep getting the, um, the Milwaukee sawzall, like the quarter one. It's like 150 bucks. I usually get like two or three years out of them and you just beat on them all day long and they usually keep taking it. So I'm a little worried that a cordless one that's like, Three three fifty or something like that might die a little sooner, but I, I don't know. I'd love to be proved wrong. How's like we'll the, the 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 Dewalt warranty on the cordless stuff? Are they like swap it out? I literally, I've never had a tool die in any sort of time frame where I was like, I need to make a warranty claim on this. Like the only tools that I've a cordless tool Dewalt tools that I've ever had die on me were like five years old, and yeah. it's like at that point, it's like, and that's like daily abuse on a construction site yeah. and it's like yeah it doesn't owe me anything at that point i feel like a dick trying to make a warranty claim on something like that it's, and it's like do i even want this thing repaired that's already five years old it's like i right now i could probably buy something yeah. worth my time better that's going to function way better too exactly exactly yeah well here's a question yeah. for you and the, i okay. know this is a a, a small site that subset really only re- applies to us when we get these free tools Mm-hmm. Are we covered by warranties? Great question. I don't know. I mean, probably. Because with my rigid stuff, like I couldn't register it because I didn't oh, have a receipt. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I've never even tried to register it or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know I how mean, DeWalt works. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the real answer is that I'm sure if I just said, hey, it broke. Can you send yeah, me another one? Another oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's very. Valid. But that's a good question. Like, OK, like say if you gave it away to somebody, like say you gave it to your, you know, your dad, you're like, hey, dad, I got an extra sure. drill. Take, take this one. Would he be able to make a warranty claim? I don't know. Yeah. Good question. I mean, it, it, probably the same thing applies. Again. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. <laughs> give back to me, dad. I'll just ask yeah. for another one. Let's see. Uh, mm. Circular saw, corded or cordless? You know what? Cordless. I used to say corded. What are you, an animal? I mean, <laughs> well, because I got burned back in the day. You, I don't think you ever experienced this. I had like first or second generation cordless tools. Okay. When they had the uh, NICAD nickel, batteries. Yeah, the NICAD batteries. And they sucked, man. They sucked so bad. You would get like three cuts out of a circular saw and then it would need a new battery. And I so I had a cordless circular saw. I had a cordless reciprocating saw. They were just all garbage. (laughs) They were so bad. And it turned me off cordless tools for such a long time. Okay. Yeah. But uh, now I have 
three, four cordless circular saws, I wouldn't even consider buying a corded one at this point. No. Yeah. Like, especially with like the bigger batteries. Like I got that Milwaukee one. Yeah. With like whatever their super duper bat. I don't know what the hell it is. All the super yeah. duper batteries, dude. That thing just plows through material and never stops. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think you could bog that thing down if you tried. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know who these guys are who need the super powerful circular oh, saws. Anyways, like I have the. I think we talked about this last week, but I have like the smallest Dewalt cordless circular yeah. saw, the six and a half inch one. That thing plows right through LVL beams, which is like the equivalent of four sheets of plywood stacked together. Yeah. So, like, what more than that are you cutting on a regular basis? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I had, I had like a random four by four post. And I yep. basically took that Milwaukee circular saw. Again, it has like a 24 tooth blade or whatever the hell the construction blade is. And yep. I just went full bore, like tried to bog the saw down. And it just ripped yep. right through it. Would it cut in one pass or no? I'm trying to think. A seven and a half inch blade? No, there's almost mm, no way you would get No, yeah. I don't think so. You got to do it in two cuts. But so right? I was just like ran it up the four by four. And like I was going fast didn't yeah, stop i was yeah. like this is nuts crazy that's crazy have you ever seen those big circular saws where it's got like a 10 inch blade on it or 12 inch <sighs> like those, blade on those it? like beam saws yeah Dude, i don't know yeah. how i feel about that that's scary to me <laughs> they are pretty scary to look at i don't does anybody make a cordless beam saw i'm gonna look that up i doubt it oh i bet somebody does <sighs> cordless beam saw I know the uh, the only people I've ever seen them use it is that uh, Matt Cremona guy that like has like the sawmills and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe nobody makes a cordless beam saw. Looks like Makita makes one. How big is this? It's hard to tell. Oh yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Makita makes a ten and a quarter beam saw. So that would cut your four by four post in one single shot. How much does that thing That's cost? Six hundred bucks. Tool uh, only. U.S. I think. No, uh, yeah, tool only, uh, 600 bucks Canadian, so maybe 450, 500 American. Dear God. Can you imagine oh, how cumbersome uh, and heavy that thing is, though? Oh, yeah. It, it it has, look, here's a picture of it. It's got a handle. Oh, come on. That's oh, a 10 inch? To me. That's it. Yeah, I know, right? The scale is so hard to tell. Okay. Okay. It it's looks got like a side just any. Cir- on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like any circular saw you've ever seen, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever tried a, a cordless chainsaw? No, but it sounds exciting. That's something I've been wanting to try. I have no application for it, or no real need for it, so I don't know what I would do with it. But I do find it, I do find it very tempting every time I'm at the tool store. So here's a question I have because I have no knowledge of chainsaws. Mm-hmm. So it, N- nor do I. Chainsaws like typically you you. You do that to, like, knock down trees and stuff, right? I believe so, yes. Like, you wouldn't use a chainsaw ever in a home remodeling, would you? I don't think so. The only thing I could think, again, would be, like, timber frame construction. Yeah. You might use it there, um, but I, I can't, I've always wanted to use a chainsaw for demolition, just, like, cutting through yeah. all the studs and stuff like that, but, yeah, I've never done it. And so chainsaws, why do they have to wear those, like, fancy pants do, do you have an issue with like, like the chainsaw getting like bound and like coming back at you i guess you must yeah i mean why else would you wear the like the chips aren't that bad so yeah i would assume it's maybe it tends to like shoot back and down oh yeah with the blade the way the blade is, is spinning that it wants uh, to come towards you perhaps yeah i'm wondering but then, like, you'd think you'd be in, like, full leathers or something like that, right? I don't know. Not if anybody listening yeah, is a chainsaw aficionado, please send us an email at offthecutpodcast at gmail. Is that our yeah. email? Off, yeah, offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know so we can speak wisdom into everyone about chainsaw safety. Have you ever got a new, like, cell phone number? And somebody asks, like, hey, what's your number? You're like, oh, and you, like, start saying it. And you're like, oh, I don't actually know my own number. Dude, I feel like that so often now. Or, like, somebody's like, real quick, what's your phone number? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> it, like, takes me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel that way every time I had to give it the off the cut uh, email address. I'm just like, what is the email for that again? I mean, it seems like it's pretty generic, but yeah, I still forget. Yeah. I get that all the time when people ask me how old I am. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was born in 88. So, you know, carries a three. Yeah. (laughs) So we were having this discussion um, the other night over over a nice stiff cocktail. And I'm curious to to hear your response to this. Okay. So it's about age. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed, and maybe you haven't, that in your head, the reason when somebody asks you how old you are, you have a different like mental picture or like feeling of yourself than your actual age? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I always felt like I'm a little bit of a kid at heart. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like most people get locked into like their 20s or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I I got asked the question. There somebody was like, "All right, so like how in your head, like how old do you like feel or feel that like you act or, you know, like what what age do you feel like you resonate the most with?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well like I'm not interested in just like Let's go to the bars. Let's go clubbing and get wild every totally. single night. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't say I'm like twenty or whatever, but I don't know. Like, I still like I feel like I'm pretty fun, pretty lighthearted, like down for whatever. I was like, I don't know, like twenty five, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, maybe maybe a little bit older for me. I might say like twenty eight or something like yeah. that. But yeah. Definitely in that kind of mid to late 20s range. Because you're right. It's the, my early 20s was like so much about like, you know, going to parties and, you know, drinking with my buddies and stuff like that. But it's like that stuff doesn't excite me nearly as much anymore. I still enjoy drinking with my buddies, but it's not at bars. It's like, you know, in their backyard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just hanging out, having a nice conversation. It's not like the end goal isn't like we're playing beer pong tonight. Woo. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah, let's just let's hang out and have a good conversation. Or like, I want to go play golf and drink some beers. Like, that's not something you <laughs> yeah. would have said at that age. Very true. Very true. Oh, that's uh, what, what was that? Hold on, there's something else I wanted to ask you. Oh, any other tools okay. you can think of? Cordless versus corded? Uh, I mean, miter saw I'm kind of on the fence on. I really want to get a cordless miter saw and try it out. I have a small cordless miter saw, like a seven and a half inch one. Useless. Uh, I wouldn't say useless. I've actually used it a couple times for trim work and it works pretty well. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like cutting door jams and, uh, like trim around doors, cord around, stuff like that. It worked pretty good for that. What's the biggest like 90 degree crosscut capacity on that thing? Like two by six? It's might even do seven. It slides. So it's pretty good. It's a slider. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Craftsman one. It's a surprisingly good quality saw. Would you say I, that's like pretty much a strictly a home improvement kind of thing? Like a job site kind of tool? Yeah, yeah. I would not use that for like woodworking or yeah. furniture making in any way. Yeah, but it'd probably be handy to like take to thing. a room and like rip, just like cut some stuff down real quick or whatever. Super light, super portable. Oh, totally. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is it's like it's small enough that you can just like pick it up and carry it around. Like it's not like a big setup or anything like that. It's really easy to use. Oh, okay. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. Saw. They do have do you have the battery powered table saw? I do. I just got one of those recently. How is it? Um it's good, man. I really like it. The I would say the biggest issue with it is that it does still use quite a bit of battery. Yeah. I, I didn't quite get the battery life out of it that I would have wanted. But having said that, it's still pretty good battery life. I think so. I, w- I was installing some hardwood floor at a client's place. Yeah. And I think I swapped the battery twice in one day. Okay. So this is probably you're working on the floor for six to eight hours. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So it was like, you know, if you have two batteries, you're fine. Like the one battery will definitely charge by the other by the time the other battery is done. But I just wanted it to be like all day on one battery for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe that was an unrealistic expectation on my part. Was it was it a DeWalt one? Yeah, it's a 60 volt DeWalt one. Oh, the 60 volt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. And it's great. Like the table saw itself is really good. I think we talked about this before, but it's got like the two fence adjustments. Yeah. So you can like really dial in every little adjustment on the uh, on the teeth. That's known for so that, being like one of the best job site table saws. Everybody pretty yeah. much recommends the DeWalt one. It's more expensive, yeah. but yeah. It's I have a I have a Bosch one which I used for years, which was very good, but it was corded and it was starting to show its age a bit, especially with the fence not being that accurate. Um so I was really happy to upgrade to the DeWalt. So oh, No, 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 go go go. Okay, so one thing, the going back to the miter saws for a second, the DeWalt miter saw, they have a cordless miter saw that uh-huh. takes two 60-volt yeah. batteries. So it, it's like a 120-volt tool. But they also sell an adapter for it that slots into both battery slots, and then you can plug it into the wall. Oh, I like that. I do. I really like that, too. And I want the same thing for the table saw because you don't always need cordless. So it would be nice to have that optionality. Or it would be really cool is if they had an outlet. So like you could have the batteries on it. Right. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. Then you can plug it in, still use the tool. But as it's plugged in, it's charging the batteries. Yes, that is. okay. so I have the DeWalt radio that does that. You can either plug it into the wall and it will work off the wall or you can plug a battery into it and it'll play cordless or you can plug it into the wall and have it charge the battery, which I think is uh, I think all tools should do that really at the end of the day. That's wild. I like that, though. That makes it so much more versatile. DeWalt makes a cordless um, tire inflator. Oh, yeah, I've got one of those. Oh, you have one of those? Uh, not. I got a rigid one. That's the only rigid tool I kept. Okay. Okay. So, so answer me this: It can run off battery power. Can it also run off the twelve volts in your car? Yeah, like this. We, we call it like the cigarette out thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it can do that. So mm-hmm. if you charge, if you plug it into your car, well, the battery's in it. Will it charge the battery? No, you have to remove the battery because like the port is oh. underneath where the battery thing is. Okay, interesting. So I've been wondering that about the DeWalt one because like I, I, I don't know about you, but I drive around all the time with an inflator in my oh, truck yeah. just because it's, yeah, it's got me out of a jam a couple times, but I don't want to. Uh, like if I have a battery in it, it's just going to be dead when I go to use it. Yeah. I don't know. It'd just be nice if it could, if I could t- charge that battery occasionally by just plugging it in, in the car. I thought about that too. And that's why I, I just, if I ever have to use it, I've only used it once. Thankfully, I just use the, the 12 volt cord thing. Right. If right. I'm on the road. But the thing is. Yeah, and I also, but I use it uh, to help other people sometimes, and it gets kind of awkward, like trying to stretch it from your car. Sometimes it has a hard time reaching to the rear wheels, so a cordless one would be really nice. Yeah, but like you yeah. said, I don't want to just travel with that battery, and I don't want to have yeah. this like a weekly thing of like, oh, take that battery out, put another one in. I'm never going to do That's that. True. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Ugh. You <laughs> know what I did just see, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, especially because you have employees. Mm-hmm. Sawstop released a cheaper, more portable oh. job site saw. Eight ninety nine. Really? I would be okay. I mean, it's still expensive, but it's not bad. Like, what's how? Okay, so what sacrifices do you make over their old one? Do you know? Well, it looks substantially smaller. Okay. Um, I guess if I see them side by side, I don't think it's out yet. So they call it the compact wow. table saw versus the job. Saw Pro. Oh yeah. So it's like I think I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the Job Site Pro was two thousand bucks. I didn't know that was so expensive. Yeah. So the Job Saw Job Site whatever the the Job Site one that has like a folding stand and like a it looks like a slide out table. It's a fairly like that's a good size table saw. Yeah. This compact one looks like something you would quickly and easily like throw in the backseat of your car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm looking at it right now uh yeah i mean honestly it's a it's a, yeah this is an interesting product i would almost rather just get the one with the integrated stand yeah because here's the thing you're gonna get the compact one even though it's half the price you're gonna spend another couple hundred bucks 
on a stand for it because nobody's using this thing on the floor realistically not to do any serious work anyways uh and then i don't know the the bigger one just looks like it's the footprint isn't actually that much bigger but it looks like you the small one lacks the ability to have a wing that comes out that's what it appears I'm looking at the photos of it, and I can't see any table extensions. So it's literally just like your maximum cut width is like six inches, or maybe a little bit more than that, like Ooh, eight specs. or nine. Um, it said, no, it says maximum rip capacity, 24 inches. So uh, it has to slide out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. How does that work then? Oh, maybe it's, see the geared teeth on the bottom? Yeah. Sometimes those fences will like, hyperextend past the points of the actual perhaps. table. It's like a telescoping thing, maybe. Although, I'm That's looking at the photos. It really doesn't look like it. They definitely don't show it off in the photos. No, hmm. which worries me. Yeah. It's an interesting product for sure. But I guess... Yeah. So, let's say you had this on a job site, right? And you were mm-hmm. working with your employees. And you had that saw... Right next mm-hmm. to your DeWalt one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the added, like, oh, you have to make sure that the, like, the cartridge is situated and you're not throwing any faults or anything? Do you think yeah. that would deter people on a job site from actually wanting to use it? I mean, kind of. I. That's what I was so thinking. it's, you know, it's funny to think about um, because at a certain point, I would. Sounds horrible to say this. I would start worrying about the saw because, you know, you let the apprentice use it and he's ripping lumber on it and he's not thinking to look, oh, hey, I got to check to make sure that there's no staples in this two by four that I'm ripping. Yeah, because the staple is going to set off the the saw stop and it's going to blow the cartridge. It's going to blow the blade. It's like, bam, there's 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that I would buy. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm the only one who can use the nice saw on site. Right. And then it's just a waste. And then it's just a waste. And you're right. Like trying to get it to like boot up properly and make sure there's no faults. It's yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, it seems. It, it doesn't seem like it would be great in a commercial environment. Yeah, I already do the thing like if there's like a dangerous cut that needs to happen on the job site, I'm already like lit and like, you know, like I'll t- take the cut from one of my guys. and be like, let me do this one. Like sure. You just watch and see my technique and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't, just, know. I, I don't think I could do it. I think it. Yeah. It seems to me it's more of the I could see this as like the weekend woodworker DIY person that wants a smaller, cheaper saw because it is about half the price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's more. Yeah. You know, portable. I don't know. There is a niche for it. Like, there's those like safety warrior guys out there who I could see going nuts for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that as soon as I'm out of the apartment, I'm 100% buying a saw stop. No question oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing about the saw stop, like for the workshop, is that that's. Not only is it a safety thing, but it's also just a really nice saw. Yeah. Right. Whereas I'm not convinced that that saw is significantly better than like the DeWalt one that I already have. Sure, and the DeWalt one's cheaper. You're just paying for yeah. this for the safety feature of it. Right. The safety feature. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, Interesting. I don't know. My fi- my fingers aren't worth that much to me. No. I mean, who needs <laughs> fingers? Nobody needs fingers. Coming this fall. I don't know. I'd be curious to see it in person. Yeah, me too, for sure. Hmm. I wonder, does it pass the hot dog test? It must. <sighs> what I want to know <laughs> is what do they do with all these hot dogs afterwards? You know, what's interesting about hot dogs is that they're already pre-cooked. It's like pepperoni. So, you, you know, right after the, the thing, I bet it's the guys <sighs> are just eating them. Dude, I feel like that's a conspiracy. <laughs> like, who's who's eating cold hot dogs out there? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I love me a good hot dog, but oh, I yeah. will still, I, I would never stoop so low as to eat one cold. <sighs> Unless it was like a life or death survival situation. Maybe like zombie apocalypse, then I might eat a 
cold hot dog, but there's nothing more disappointing than a bad hot dog, though. Can th- is there such a thing though? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had an experience this weekend. Uh oh. But I think we share. We I think that's a good one to start the uh, after show with. Everybody's interested so, in the hot dogs, right? Mm-hmm, get, mm-hmm. get those greasy meat missiles in your mouth. <laughs> well, uh, what do you say? We're over an hour. What do you say we wrap it up here? And, and are we already over an hour? Yeah. Man, time flies. Okay, yeah, let's wrap this bad boy up. Too. And we didn't swear. Ah, oh. did we? So I don't think so. All right, I'm not marking it. That's exciting. Okay. That, yeah, look at exciting. us stepping up our podcasting game, but. <laughs> I'll gas up the grill, fire some hot dogs up, and we can head over to the after show. Sounds good, buddy. Uh, See you there. Do we have to say anything? Oh, yeah. If you uh, you want to watch the after or listen, whatever, the after show, patreon.com slash off the cup podcast. You know where it is by Mm -hmm. now. I don't need to say it. Send us your voice notes. Did we get any new voice notes? No, we didn't. Okay. Well, people, come out, step it up. Send us some voice notes. Um, What else do we have to send us? Email to off the cup podcast at gmail.com. I think, allegedly, maybe. I think so. We only have four questions left. In the queue? the queue. Okay, we got... Guys, you got to... Come on, send us some questions. Or just... It, it doesn't then you have to be a question. You could be like, what's your take on hot dogs? Or asparagus? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be woodworking related. Ask us, like, boxers, briefs. Yeah, uh, yeah all those yeah. fun questions. Uh, okay, and then what... I feel like there's another one that we're leaving out here. Email... Oh, uh, check out the live stream on YouTube. Oh, if you're just listening right now, we do we do it live. You get to see it a little early, and there's a visual element to it that's kind of fun too. Usually, Eric does a funky background. I but didn't today do it tonight. Forgot. Didn't do it tonight. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you listening. If uh, mm-hmm. you're too cheap to join the after show, we'll see you next week. That's right. All right. See you guys. See you, everybody. <laughs>